Welcome to Haven of Horror. I got Doolittle here. It's been a while since we saw your face on camera. We're here to discuss 28 Days Later, a very important film in its subgenre, I'd say. Uh, directed by Danny Boyle, starring, is it Cillian or Killian? Yeah, I was kind of late to the party on this one, and uh, but now it's actually my favorite, um, I think, for the most part. I feel like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into it more throughout the video, but I feel like a lot of, uh, the, this is probably the best zombie-related script, I think. Uh, it's just a very economical screenplay, and I think it says a lot while keeping it very concise. You know, I, Alex Garland in general, I'm a, I'm a fan of, and I think he's... Uh, He's a pretty accomplished writer. Like uh, Ex Machina, if you haven't seen it, it's a really good movie. I've heard good things about that. Um, yeah, I would imagine this is a generation. This is a generation's first zombie film because uh, you had obviously Day of the Dead in the eighties, and in the nineties we kind of stopped doing that. Except you know you do have Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead, which we've covered on the show before, and it's pretty good. Um, yeah. But I would say. I, I don't think that's a mainstream, like, you know, you go to the store and your mom's friend has heard of that movie. I need to take this off so I don't scream. Uh, whereas this movie obviously came out in 2002 and it was a big deal. And I remember seeing it on DVD. I got to say shortly before it came out, after it came out on DVD. Because mm -hmm. this was also probably my first or second zombie movie. And, and I do think it is it is one of the better ones. Obviously, not a lot of competition. Zombies kind of got relegated to, like, hack directors on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who are all just ripping off Romero. Um, and I think that's this movie's biggest strength. It's not just ripping off Romero. Mm -hmm. It's doing a lot of its own thing with it. Um, like, um, the... The actual zombies in this movie aren't really like traditional zombies, um, but like they're it's doing something with it. Like the reason why that this movie popularized running zombies, but it's doing a thing with it where it's not just that oh these are zombies but they run fast and they're really scary. Like no, these are rage monsters. You know, like they're they're people who are infected with like rage that's been built up throughout. Um, years and years and years of dealing with um, horrific kind of global issues, right? Like that, it's do it's making a political statement with that, you know. And I think that, that stuff is really fascinating. And we have since copied that um, and relegated that to just, oh yeah, like they're zombies, but they run now, you know. Um, yeah. Well, and I had never really given this film much of a deep thought until we had that small discussion. Uh, when I was watching it, and uh, I think you're onto something because I mean, even the first shot of the movie is, you know, they're rescuing an infected monkey from a cage, yeah. and I, I don't feel like you do something with activism and rescuing experimented animals unless you're trying to say something. Well, and the monkey is um, watching um, the horrific um, kind of acts throughout history, mm -hmm. uh, like it's it's watching like footage. And stuff like that, like real horrific kind of images, you know, throughout um, um, human history. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, obviously, this is also Cillian Murphy's first movie. This is pre-Begins, or at least it's one of his first movies. It's one of his earlier ones before he gained a... 
Well, I, I, um, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I want to say it's one of those more earlier ones because, um, Begins was two thousand five. Yes. So and this, this is oh two. Three, three years before. Yeah. And he's instantly great. Like the minute he walk wakes up in the hospital, although this might just be a personal thing. I would have maybe cut out. I don't need to see like his entire naked body. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't have an issue with it, but I understand. <laughs> uh, so this is his second movie. His first one was Disco Pigs, and I feel like that's oh, just okay. kind of an indie. So this would be like his first big budget theatrical uh, movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and especially here in America. I had no idea he was Irish. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I pointed that out to you uh, while watching it that uh, he's he's Irish, but but he, his English accent's very believable, which is cool. yeah. Um. So I guess the ma- I guess the first thing to start with is this movie doesn't look like any other movie I've ever seen, for better and worse. <laughs> um, I think the editing is very two thousands. Okay. Not in the worst way, but some of the action becomes unintelligible with the zombies because of all those quick cuts. The first person is nice, but I also think it leads to some issues, like that that uh, scene where they're in the tunnel and they're like trying to fix the tire real quick before the zombies get there. Mm-hmm. I can't tell how much time is passing because the zombies feel like they're running fast, but they also... Luckily, don't get there until it's already fixed. Oh, okay. Um, but that that was the main thing that stuck out to me. And then, of course, there's some shots where it's supposed to be like they're standing in front of the city, and I don't know. To me, it looks like a green screen. That's fair. I to me, I uh, a lot of that stuff I like because it had a very dreamlike feel to it. Um, you know. Uh, and, and kind of accentuating a lot of the kind of very real world uh, issues that it's tackling. It's it's you know it's using those editing techniques to accentuate the uh, the ferocity and, and the anger of uh, the infected. Uh, and a lot of the cinematography, um, I. I can see where you're coming from for sure, but I, I kind of like it because it gives it a very uncanny feel to it, you know? Um, there's a lot of shots, a lot of, like, landscape stuff that feels very, like, ethereal and otherworldly. Um, my favorite scene is probably where they're driving the car and you see Jim uh, sticking his hand out of the, the window of the car, and you get some really nice shots uh, throughout that sequence. Um where you you allow the, the characters to kind of breathe, uh, even in the the apocalypse. Oh, absolutely! And I think once they yeah. get out of the city, the movie looks better. I don't know what it is if it's just like the, the like shots they're using or the style doesn't work well with the city itself. Mm. But once they're out in the country, and then of course once you're in the military base, everything starts to look much better. And I think that style really clicks for me with the military because it it gives you the sense of impending doom more so than oh, the zombies. Yeah. It's a very very oppressive um, uh, second act for sure. Um, and 
the stuff in the mansion is gorgeous looking. Um, I mean, it's it's also very like scary and dark, but it has a very nice gothic kind of feel to it. Um, like it looks like a Resident Evil game. Uh, the stuff with the the mansion, which is cool. Um, now I want to see what Danny Boyle's Resident Evil would look like. <laughs> I'd like to see Alex Garland write a Resident Evil game, um, or uh, like movie or something. Uh, he he'd be good for that, and he's done adaptions before. Uh, he did. He wrote Dread. You know? Oh, okay. Dread's yeah. wonderful. Uh, Dread's a great movie. So, I guess we'll start with the core cast. We've talked a little bit about Celine Murphy. His character is very likable, very relatable. Uh, yeah. Very Rick Grimes in a way. And I wonder if that... Because I, I read this quote where they were talking about... Because like we had talked about, they wanted to do a third one still, but they were afraid The Walking Dead would steal their ideas. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I do have to wonder how much Kirkman was aware of the stuff that he's kind of straight up stealing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, my mic went off. Uh, it, it's kind of a different context, but um, definitely, you know, our characters' journeys start the this, this same way, where they wake up um, from a hospital bed, you know, and they see that all life has kind of changed around them, you know, doing d- different things for sure, but uh, it's the same kind of general principle of the thing, uh, which is interesting. And I think also like thematic stuff, uh, for sure. Uh, a lot of the stuff with the military base feels like something that uh, Kirkman, um, not exactly do, but would like he would go to those places in the Walking Dead comics. Those were like really, really dark, um, human kind of condition stuff, you know. Well, and I mean that's that's what most good zombie movies are about. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say because um, Kirkman is also pulling a lot from Romero stuff for sure and even going as far as, as almost calling The Walking Dead Night of Living Dead uh, before um, realizing that uh, it would be kind of he, he couldn't own that you know he can't trademark that um, but that's interesting yeah that is interesting because um, I've always felt like out of all of the zombie stuff I've seen that's I don't want to say ripping off but most people rip off Romero Kirkman is the one that got what Romero was saying. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think I think uh, Kirkman does a great job, and I think I, I you know, we're talking about uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, but just really quick, I feel like Walking Dead is like great American novel in panels. You know what I mean? Like it's just so so good. Yeah. So, how do you feel about our other two main characters, Selena? Who, if you don't remember her name, you will by the end of the movie because Cillian Murphy shouts it about a hundred times. Selena. And um, teenage girl, I forget her name. Hannah. Hannah. That's it. And her father, um, who unfortunately passes uh, right before the second act of the film. No, it's right before the third act. Because it's right, oh, the military okay. shows up. Okay, I guess I'm getting my acts messed up. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, but but her father has a real presence in the movie. Um, right up until that point. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Uh, I like I like Selena. Uh, she's a cool character, and it's cool to see Naomi Harris in this role. Um, before seeing her in other stuff, like now she's like Monty Penny in the Bond films, which is really cool. Um, you know, 
so that that's cool. I don't think the actress who played Hannah went on to do anything. I think she's just a musician now. Um, but I thought she was pretty good. Uh, you know, she did her job for the film. Um, I think the, uh, the the discussions that Jim and Selena have uh, in the beginning of the film, I thought I thought a lot of that stuff was interesting and sort of how they kind of led um, the, the paths that they took throughout the film uh, eventually led them to kind of embracing the other sides of each other, right? Um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I looked her up, and you're right. She's only done three movies. Um, okay. One of them... And one of them came out 16 years after 28 Days Later. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, she's... I guess mostly a singer now under Betty Curse, which is the dumbest, like, in it. Uh, pseudonym I've ever heard, but whatever. It's English. Yeah. Who knows? I think she's good. She's got this naive naivety to her about the way the world works now. Uh, I like the dad. He's very... He's nice, but not afraid to be firm when he needs to be. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about his death scene, because it all feels very contrived. I didn't have a huge issue with it because I always say that uh, contrivances that work against the characters is ideal. You know? Okay. Interesting. Uh, but, because, I mean, well, let's put it this way, like, it would be kind of contrived if, like, right at that moment we figured out the cure for the infection and got us out of that. I, I, I feel like the fact that it ended the way it did, um... I think was like a very firm kind of slap, you know. Um, I also, uh, you know, uh, I also think that uh, what his death means to Jim is really interesting. Uh, even going outside of the logistics of it all, I like that we're talking about uh, fatherhood, you know, mm -hmm. and 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 Jim trying to find a father. Um, the movie's definitely doing stuff with that, where. You know, Jim wakes up, goes to church, trying to find an authorial kind of voice for reason, you know? And then he finds a priest, doesn't like that father figure, you know? And then, like, his real father figure's dead. Hannah's father kind of becomes a father figure to him. And, like, during the convenience store scene, like, he's, like, kind of trying to guide him, uh, looking at kind of the, the beverages, you know, the alcoholic beverages, stuff like that. Um... The uh, the general, the military dude, um, becomes a father figure to Jim, uh, but a very twisted, demented father figure. <clears throat> and then by the end of the movie, Jim kind of just becomes his own kind of figure. You know what I mean? Um, and and uh, you know, I, I I think a lot of that stuff is really strong and interesting. Um, you know kind of using this kind of apocalyptic situation to measure um who we are and 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 um kind of what we value uh both in ourselves but in the people we look up to and finding out that we can be our own people at the end of the day yeah definitely and i i definitely noticed some of that on this watch through 
I hadn't seen this yeah. in years, and I'm I definitely pick up on a lot of stuff easier now. <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah. I think it was smart to have them devote time to like looking for his parents for that character arc. Now, obviously, there's infamously like four endings to this movie, and in every ending but this one, Jim dies. Do you think that would have yes. been a better cap off? Is he learns to be his own father figure, oh, and then yeah. gives his life to save, let's say, the surrogate daughter. I think uh, I think it would have come uh, full circle, which would have been really cool. I think that would have been really interesting to see it play out like that. But I also like the idea that Jim is kind of rewarded for coming to his own um, and gets to kind of live a full life in figuring out the value of, um, you know, recognizing um his own value and, and recognizing that he himself um has has a presence and a voice you know i i, I thought that a lot of that stuff I, I i think that the way it ends is probably my favorite way it ends you know because i i do like the death scene is very powerful in some cuts of the movie the the one on hulu which was on there for a little bit um has it so that after the credits played you got to see the the original ending um where he dies um, but I, I like the ending we have here instead, in my opinion. I, I, I think they made the right call. I can agree with that. Um, I think with a movie this bleak, you need that, like, ray of sunshine at the end. Well, we are yeah. running a little low on time, so we're gonna, we're gonna get to the military stuff, because that's the other big thing. Uh, Christopher Eccleston is terrifying in this movie, and I wish he got to oh. play real villains more. Absolutely, he's great in this movie. Um, uh, and and a lot of the stuff with the military base is is horrifying. Um, you know, it's not too far from what would actually happen. And I feel like the uh, something this movie is doing really well is it's a it's a very nuanced take on toxic masculinity, uh, examining uh, a kind of fraternity for fraternity kind of uh atmosphere like this uh like a military base um you know and you see that uh the people the 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 soldiers within that base who um you know that they mock some of them for having more kind of feminine kind of like creature uh cre jesus features more feminine kind of features or whatever and they like have them dressed up in like feminine kind of uniforms um you know and there, there's like you know the, the kind of sexism that's addressed is also very like brutal uh, and realistic, you know. Um, and the stuff with like and, and them wanting to take the girls as sex slaves is just absolutely horrifying, you know. Um, and again, it's 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 uh, addressing the the kind of human condition stuff um, that a lot of great zombie material touches on, but this one. Uh, and this one's no exception. Like this, this is very brutally like, you know, uh, toxic men in this situation would absolutely do something as despicable as that. You know, um, yeah. I thought all that stuff was handled great. The the social commentary of that was really really strong. Yeah, the third act is very much I think Boyle's take on the Day of the Dead situation. Yeah. Um, if I had to compare Eccleston to anybody, it would be Rhodes in Day of the Dead. Just not as overtly insane. 
That's fair, yeah. Um, in this movie, he's much more subdued, but this the guy is um, like so far uh, gone. I, I don't, I don't want to be in the same room as that guy. That guy's terrifying. You know what I mean? Uh, he's great, and and I wish he got to play more antagonistic roles like that. I I wonder if he has. Has he? I'm not sure. I don't know actually. I mean, I know he played that goofy elf in Thor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that turned out. Um, he was Malika. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would have been really good casting. Yeah. It would have been. Uh, I feel like. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of the stuff he's been in, I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of TV. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's really good in this movie, and he plays for a nice foil for Jim. Um, and it's nice to just be able to see Jim get to be the hero, because throughout most of the movie, Selena is kind of the hero uh, of the story. Doing, like, she takes care of Jim... And keeps the group safe and fights the zombies. Well, now Jim is kind of stripped of all that and has to outsmart them. Yep. Um, he goes all Batman on them in the mansion, which is pretty crazy. It's awesome. He's like rampaging them. Yeah, and I, I, it's funny I say that. He was almost Batman in Batman Begins. They auditioned him and did a screen test with him as Bruce Wayne. Um, I would have been interested to see how that turned out, but... I like what we ended up with, Selena. Yeah, if you see the screen tests, I I can understand why they didn't cast uh, him as Bruce Wayne. So I guess the last thing I want to touch on is the one thing I think that makes this movie unique, even amongst all of its, oh, we're just doing this, but not as smart clones. The virus in this is terrifying because there is no, it's so potent. Even a drop of blood and you're, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's like very, very easily transmittable. Uh, I mean, that, contagious. It's very, very contagious. Yeah. Well, transmutable, same thing. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that I think is the scariest idea in this movie. It's just like, out of any zombie movie, this is the most that where it shows just the one slip up and you're fucked. <laughs> yep, and I also <laughs> think the people killing people line is a really scary concept. Um. You know the kind of bar, the, the kind of barbaric kind of, um, you know environments we're in is just like, it's like this is a manifestation of that, you know, and it's just a lot of that just stuff just heightened up to a more, uh, uncontrollable level to the point where the government can't even control it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think the the movie is also really scary and just an examination of how. Um, government has a difficult time containing stuff like this um, throughout history. I think that's something really cool and interesting idea, but like really disturbing. All right, we'll do a little. Unfortunately, we are out of time for 28 Days Later. Uh, we still got to okay. shoot a screen review. I'm going to give this okay. a 3.5 out of 5. I like this movie quite a bit, but in the top 10 zombie movies, it's towards the bottom for me, I think. Middle to bottom. Well, and it's my favorite, but I'm going to give it a uh, 4 out of 5. That's fair. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's like... I really like it myself. It's my personal favorite, but I think um, Night of the Living Dead is probably... 
Night of the Living Dead's probably like my personal best, and this is my personal favorite, I think. Cool, cool. Well, Doolittle, this was fun, and uh, if you haven't watched it yet, make sure to check out our screen review. It'll be up before this video. And uh, we'll be back shortly with more reviews. Absolutely.